1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: When you want gambling information from the best in the business, Nick Costos is the man. He's on the line right now. He's the host of You Better You Bet, and he's Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Remember, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's analysis. It's easy. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Good morning, Mr. Costos. Bill, what's going on, brother? Great to be on with you. Football Friday, let's do it. Let's go. Um, I, I know you know this, so I know you saw the news, but just real quick so that the audience is aware, Mike White not cleared for the Jets. Zach Wilson going to start. Does that, for you in any way, adjust or change your perception on, on how to uh, approach this this game?
3: Yeah, definitely. Because I think, Bill, we basically had like a known quantity in Mike White um, starting for the Jets and a known quantity in Jared Goff starting for the Lions. So I think we could pretty much construct like a reasonable handicap for the game like around like whichever side you like. And something that I think is really fun when we get to this time of year, Bill, in the NFL, there's so much data on all these teams that the point spreads are largely going to be right. And if they're off, they're not going to be off by that much. Just because, like, how, how could they be? So, like, I, I made Detroit a one-point favorite in the game. The Jets were a one-point favorite at the time when Mike White, we thought Mike White was going to start. So, basically, it's just, like, pick the winner of the game, and it gets really subjective, right? And that's what's fun, where you can kind of bet your opinion. Like, how do you think the game's going to play out? What I can tell you is, is if Mike White were going to start, Uh, I love the Jets in the game. Uh, You know, Jared Goff's home road splits are pretty stark, and the Lions have been playing outstanding football here. But this is going to be a step up in class, playing against the Jets defense and also playing outdoors. And uh, I'm here in the New York area, and it has been, like, rainy and cold like for, it feels like, a couple weeks now. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. But if it was going to be Mike White, I was going to be all about the Jets. Now with Zach Wilson set to start, it's an unknown quantity. And I understand that some people, Bill, will say, well, we know what Zach Wilson is. We know that he's bad. Well, I I would posit, like, maybe that's true, but also he's had a couple weeks to sit on the bench now. Like, reports have gotten out there that Wilson had kind of like a hitch in his delivery, which I think makes a lot of sense, right, given how bad he was. Like, he wasn't just bad in college. He was good enough that he was the second overall pick in the draft and maybe overdrafted, but still more talent than he was showing. So I think it's possible. the, The Lions' defense is bad. Like, they gave up seven yards per play to the Vikings last week. It's not like the Lions' defense is good. And I like some of these Jets' weapons, especially the rookie Gary Wilson. So I think if we got a Zach Wilson performance where he goes 10 of 21 for 110 yards and two interceptions and gets sacked five times, I wouldn't be surprised. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he goes, like, 17 of 22 for 250 and two touchdowns. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Just that I think it's enough of a plausible outcome that I think it makes the game really difficult to bet. Picking the winner. So, what I would recommend here is, if you can, at the sportsbook of choice for us, it's BetMGM since they sponsored the show, and help pay my bills. If you can tease either team up, especially the Lions, if that's it, probably not an option anymore, that's what I would look to do here. Otherwise, Bill, I feel like the game is now like way too volatile to try to give like a positive thought on.
2: Nick Gostos here on the show. Nick, step into the uh, not even an argument, just the conversation we all had about 20 minutes ago. The Dolphins look like. They were going to be, they might have been one of the elite teams in the NFL with Tua. They have not played at that level the last couple of weeks. That You mentioned the weather. They're going to play a very good Buffalo team, maybe an outstanding Buffalo team, in mis- potentially miserable conditions. What I see is that they're seven-point dogs. Do you think, do you like Miami just to cover here? Do you think they're a good enough football team to compete against that Buffalo team?
3: I don't think Miami can win the game. I do think that there's an avenue to the Dolphins potentially covering. I wouldn't bet it, but like I do think they can cover, and it has nothing to do with Miami, and it has everything to do with the Bills' offense. And it's not that the Bills can't or won't win the Super Bowl. I still think Buffalo's the best team in the league. I would have them favored on a neutral field against any team in the league. But this offense has, has been struggling, and I don't know if they kind of give you as a better kind of like the confidence that you need in order to lay like a big number like this against an offensive Miami that can be explosive. Now, I think a lot of people are saying now, Bill, that the book is out on how to slow down the Miami offense, like get physical with Tyree Till and Jalen Waddle. Also like the weather might not help, especially if it's windy tomorrow night. I mean, Josh Allen can swing it through the wind Tua to a tongue of cannot good quarterback, but does not have that kind of arm. So if the wind's going to be really bad, that really helps Buffalo. So I think that if Miami does keep the game close, I think it'll be more about Buffalo's inability on offense to put the game away. But if you're asking me, like, who would I bet on in this game? I would only bet the Bills. My projected point spread in the game is Buffalo seven and a half, so like a slight bit of value on Buffalo there. I also think teasing Buffalo is a really great idea, even if it's down to just minus one, where you basically just need the Bills to win the game. Moneyline parlay, put the Bills in all of them. I don't see a way that Miami wins the game. Maybe they keep it close, but I do not think that they're going to win. I think Buffalo extremely likely to win.
2: All right, Nick, I, I asked you a couple of questions. Now just just take free reign here. What are some games, what are some things you see out there that you just like where you think there's some value?
3: All right, well, let me let me ask you this question because I think that um, that a lot of people are kind of split on this game, and I'm, I'm like, really confident in the side that I like here, and I'm starting, like, my confidence is getting slightly shaken by the fact that no one agrees with me. So let me ask you what you think. Tomorrow the Browns are playing the Ravens in Cleveland, Tyler Huntley's going to start. The point spread is Browns minus three. Who do you like in that game?
2: I like the Ravens in that game. I actually bet on the Ravens in that game.
3: Okay. Well, I think a lot of people agree with you. I'm on the other side. So it's okay. more like I'm like, maybe I'm like way off here. I think, I think I'm think right. i right. I think that this point spread is crazy with the Browns and the Ravens. So maybe like we encounter a situation where like the Browns run defenses and leaky and Dobbins and Edwards and Huntley have huge games running the ball. I just... I feel like this point spread absolutely has to be above three. And maybe Deshaun Watson just stinks, and he won't be good again until next year. Maybe he'll never be good again. Like, maybe that's what's going to happen. But I thought he showed enough last week in the loss against Cincinnati where, like, the Browns lost that game by 13. But like watching the game, they had a zillion opportunities, some, like, zany decisions by Kevin Stefanski, where I think if the game's a little closer, maybe people view this game differently here. Bill, I think the Browns more than a three-point favorite here. So I laid it with Cleveland. I actually laid two and a half. I thought that was nuts. So maybe I'm wrong here. Just wanted to give that context. I feel like everyone loves the Ravens except for me. But uh, but I like the Cleveland Browns. Just a couple others here. The Eagles are at the Bears on Sunday. Philly's a nine-point road favorite. For me, this is Chicago or nothing. I don't think that the Bears will win. I like Eagles' teasers down to minus two and a half when they were available. But this is like a big-time look-ahead spot for both the Eagles and the Cowboys. Those two teams play next Saturday, Christmas Eve, in Dallas. And a game that's probably going to, for Philly at least, decide a lot as to who the number one seed is going to be, NFC East champion, et cetera, right? So I think look-ahead spots for both of those teams. I like the Bears to cover, but I do think the Philadelphia is going to win. The Cowboys game against Jacksonville, give me the over in this game, Bill. Trevor Lawrence is playing at such an incredible level right now, where it seems like right he's made his kind of awakening. The Cowboys have a bunch of injuries in the secondary. And on the flip side here for Dallas' offense against Jacksonville's defense, Derrick Henry was running wild through the Jaguars' defense last week. Put the ball on the ground a couple times in the second half, and Lawrence was unreal, giving Jacksonville that margin of victory. Like, what do we think Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are going to do to this Jaguars' defense? So I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. I actually like the over with the Cowboys and the Jaguars. Can roll through a couple other quick ones here. Pittsburgh is a three-point road underdog at Carolina. The reason why that number is three is because Mason Rudolph might start this game. So, Kenny Pickett, second concussion of the year. There are Steelers players openly campaigning for Rudolph to start over Mitch Trubisky, which is why we've gotten this number to three. For me, it's like Sam Darnold is a three-point favorite. Like, no way. Just no way. No. I don't care who starts for Pittsburgh. So, I'll take the three with the Steelers. And uh, one other one for you. Titans and the Chargers on Sunday in the City of Angels. If you can find a three on Tennessee, Tennessee plus three, the number's, like, in between two and a half and three right now. If you can get a three with the Titans, I think that's a very valuable bet. Like, it's one thing to, like, take points with the Chargers and, like, feel good about it. It's another thing for me, like, to feel good about laying points with the Chargers. Bad run defense, Derrick Henry on the other side. Titans plus three is a bet that I really like. It was actually the first bet that I placed this week in the NFL.
2: Nick is on the show. Nick, turning to the World Cup, I, um, I'm extremely emotionally invested in Argentina. I, I desperately... Want well, that's good, because I'm
3: I'm monetarily invested in Argentina, so you, you and I will ride together.
2: I'm worried. Here's the thing. So I'm worried about France, man. Like, I'm just, I'm worried about France. Give me your, I, I love it. I love where this is going. Give me your analysis. Why the positivity? Why the money, it sounds like, on, on Argentina.
3: So I I think it's like a flip a coin winner of the game. Um, so a couple of things are true, right? And what I will use for, like, an American audience that may be like, and I'm American, so I don't mean to say it like that, but, like, maybe people that don't. Pay as close attention to soccer, Bill, as like, you or for I Diesel.
2: do. Yeah, for Tom.
3: Yeah, for yeah. Tom. I, I look at France as almost being like the Tom Brady Patriots at this point, where when they play well, they will beat you. And when they play poorly, they will also beat you. Like, they will find a way to win. I, I do not think that France has played great over the balance of this tournament. Um, they were definitely outplayed by England last Saturday in the quarterfinal and still managed to scratch out a 2-1 win. Like, Lloris, the goalie, makes makes big saves when it matters. They're supremely clutch up front, Giroud and Mbappe. And I actually think that Antoine Griezmann has been their best player in this tournament. I agree. Like, yeah. like, like moving from the role of, like, center forward to now, like, playmaker, I, I think he might be the best player. Well, Messi's been the best player. But besides for Messi, I think Griezmann's been the best player in this tournament. But on the flip side here, so Argentina lost at it, the opener, right? Like the, their first game in the group stage, Saudi Arabia. Lost that game 2-1. Also, they had three goals disallowed due to offsides in that game. Since then, I don't even think it's a question. Argentina's been the best team in the tournament since that loss to Saudi Arabia. I haven't lost since then. And Messi's been the best player in the tournament. So you kind of have these two things conflicting, right? You have the best team with the best player in Argentina. But you have this team that, like, basically never, I guess they lost to Switzerland in the Euros last, last year, like, this team that basically, like, never loses when it matters the most. So, what, which do you think wins out? For me, I, I think that Messi and Argentina get it done. But I do think that there's a reason why it's minus 110 both ways. Basically, it's like the sports books are saying, we don't know what the hell's going to happen here. Flip a coin and pick the winner. I'll take the best player. I'll take the best team. Vamos, Argentina, coming up on Sunday against France.
2: I love it. I mean, dude, I am, I am. I'm not. Gonna, I don't even think I'm going to bet on it because I'm weirdly. Over, you would think I'm from Argentina. is how committed I am. I am thinking about betting the stupidest game in sports, which is the third place game. The the I, I, it's tomorrow. It's so dumb, but whatever. Nah. It's on. It's on. How how do you how do you try and evaluate whatever emotional reality there is for these for these two teams? that really really are heartbroken but playing in a game for third place and i have to think for some of them feels like torture
3: okay so like army navy right when that game comes up every year what do you hear every single year like bet the under right i know i know it went over last week but like it's always like under in service academies games every 4 years third place game in the world cup bet the over these games are the stakes are not high like you get nothing basically right if you win other than pride these games are generally a lot more wide open. Like Argentina and France might be nil nils after 120 minutes and there's firepower on both sides. Because the game's going to be really like, tense, right? There's all, the stakes are really high. In the third place games, I think these teams are going to have, like, they're going to let it all hang out. For Croatia, this is the end of their golden generation, right? This is going to be the last one for Luka Modric and company, right? So Croatia are to, going to want to go out on a high note. And on the flip side, here for Morocco, first African nation to make it to the semifinals of a World Cup, we think they want to bow out and like not play like attacking football coming up tomorrow against Croatia. I would bet over two and a half in the game and feel really good about it. And Bill, off of this, I can it. I give you can I give you one award bet that I feel like is mispriced right now in the World yeah. Cup where I actually yeah. major betting opportunity? So. You can find this. It should be basically at every sports book. Golden Glove is the best goalie of the tournament, right? So Thibaut Courtois, Belgium, won it last, uh, last World Cup. Belgium didn't make the final. They lost in the third-place game. Right now, the guy that, that we think on You Better, You Bet is most likely to win the award, Lovatovic, the Croatian keeper, has the longest odds to win. He also has, like, three times more saves than any of the other goalies in the tournament. Lloris hasn't really done much. Emiliano Martinez hasn't really done much. And Morocco's goalie, Bono, has been bad. Like, he actually hasn't even been good. So I I think the guy that's the longest odds is actually the most likely to win when it's all said and done in Mabakovich. He's, like, 5 or 6 to 1. I'm not saying, like, put your life savings on it. The holidays are right around the corner. But (laughs) I do think that it's worth some kind of monetary wager, depending on how much you're you're willing to risk.
2: All right, Nick, last one for you. Uh, Real tree or fake tree?
3: Um, I like both. I don't know if I want to give you, I, 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 when I was a kid, I loved the real tree, but now that I'm an adult and I have to like take care of the tree, I think I prefer a fake tree as an adult. Wow.
2: Wow. Buy humbugs to both you and Diesel, Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's cheering.
3: like, I'm lazy, you know, it's like whatever makes my life easier. Fake tree <laughs> makes my life easier.
2: <laughs> I understand. Hey buddy. Uh, that was great stuff, man. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you next week. If you're around, thanks as always for, uh, for making time.
3: You got it, Bill. Wishing you guys and all your great listeners minimal sweats winning best. The
2: absolute very best of luck. And again, like, let's vamos Argentina, baby. Let's go. Vamos Argentina. Oh, let's go. That was the host. You better. You bet. Odyssey bet. sports Betting Insider Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,